Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Hey, and welcome back to the show, or welcome in if this is your first episode. On this week, we continue going through The Rational Mail, the book that uh, sort of spawned an entire way of thinking. Like I said previously, it is my belief that the difficulty men face is a failure to update the idea of masculinity, frankly, be better men, and understand the way the game of dating works when women have more agency because, frankly, they can make money and have jobs now. I do not believe that the issues men have are because of the quote-unquote feminization of Western society, nor do I believe it's some giant nefarious female plot made to keep men down. Um, I don't blame women for this. Obviously, people could be better people and treat each other better. I think this is what you get when you have a bunch of dudes who don't know what it is to be men or have never had to really be men before, right? Um, Because, unfortunately, the world isn't going to respond to you. Like, hey, if you acted like this instead of this, you would get different results. You just continue to see the shitty results that you don't want. Um, And instead of trying something new, most people just do whatever they were doing harder. And it's not up to women to fix this issue when guys, uh, you know, sort of tell you what you're doing wrong. Because some of the times they don't know either. It is up to men to coach, mentor, and help get other men where they need to be. So we continue. Just as an update on how far I am into this book, at this point I am halfway through the 12 hours. So, you know, this is between hours uh, three and six, what we're going to cover uh, today. So the next chapter is a really long thing into what he calls plate theory. And basically what that means is that flirting and dating many women at one time, AKA spinning plates, or, you know, juggling balls, whatever you want to call it, keeping multiple options open and never really committing yourself to one particular option. Specifically advocates this to keep guys from getting one-itis, something we've talked about before, early on in their uh, dating lives, as well as, you know, using this time to figure out who you are and what you want out of a partner. Um, I agree with him that keep your options open is the best way to remain non-needy and that dating around experiencing um, a bunch of different types of personalities, what you, what's really important to you in a relationship and what isn't, is uh, probably one of the reasons why people have so many problems is that they don't bother to do this at all. Uh, they find one woman who happens to like them that they probably did not approach, right? Or that you just try to make all of these things work. Um, if, I've, <laughs> if I get one message across, it should be that there should not be any compromising of who you are as a person and no values right in a relationship when you decide to go monogamous one-on-one with a partner that should be someone who shares your values if you have to change who you are to make a relationship work and i don't mean you know maybe drink a little less because you might be drinking a lot or you know stop smoking because it's unhealthy for you unless you really love smoking in which case do what you want But if something is important to you and you sacrifice it, or if you have goals and you have to sacrifice those for the relationship, that's not the relationship for you. 
Now, if you're going to, to date around, right, it's important not to lie that you were exploring your options. And I also agree with him that, one, there should be no shame in it. And two, uh, you don't need to openly throw it in a woman's face on your first or second date, right, that you are seeing other people. As long as you don't make, as long as you don't hint towards them that this is a monogamous sort of thing, you should be okay. And two, if they come out and ask, Obviously, you need to mention that you are seeing other people, uh, depending on what the situation is like. Uh, obviously, if it's an obvious one night stand sort of situation, you don't need to bring it up because she's not looking to date you for long term either. But if y'all have been going out for a little bit before sex, I would bring it up. Right. So that way there's no hurt feelings that she picks up on some message that you didn't try to send. But it is important to be honest if you're going to do this, quote unquote, plate spinning or just uh, dating around right and like I said before you only want to commit to a relationship if it fits the criteria of what you want which means you need to have criteria of what you want if you don't know what you want yet you should not be committing to relationships you'll have a lot of dudes who will wipe someone up because uh, the woman is willing to have sex with them uh, and they feel that one women only have sex inside relationships which is not true. Women like sex just as much as men do. Uh, now, this particular woman may only have sex with you inside of a relationship, and that's fine. In which case, you need to find another woman unless you decided, based on the criteria we talked about before, that this makes sense, uh, you know, to wife up. And also, don't let anyone shame you. Uh, he had a section on this in the book, and I'm going to agree that sometimes people will call you a player as an insult or try to make you feel bad for never settling down with one woman. Uh, you don't need to feel bad for exploring your options. Uh, but like, unlike what he says, though, I don't think this is some female thing to get people to commit to a relationship, right? To provide security for a woman, you know, since one, she can work and provide her own security. But I will, um, you know, continue to state that it is the church religion is the reason why people have placed such a big deal on monogamy and being together with one couple as a person forever. And it's not some sort of female way of getting you to do things that you want and to give up your biological imperative that he calls it. Um, it's got nothing to do with like women getting together and trying to like beat this way of being, uh, you know, uh, serial monogamy or whatever into dudes heads. And frankly, uh, dating around exploring options is the default for a single woman uh, who has men approaching them all the time. Uh, guys, if you haven't had any attractive single female friends to see like the just ask them if you have one about the how many dudes that walk up, how many guys slide their DMs. Uh, shit's crazy, right? So don't let anyone make you feel bad for dating around and exploring your options. That's what you should do. From uh, the plate theory, we take a brief dip into uh, personality and people sort of uh, trying to push you back into your previous box that they knew you from when you decide to adopt new habits, uh, behaviors, and mindsets towards uh, life. Now, this is something that uh, people will do, and I don't think it's consciously. It's more that they're just used to you being a certain way. So whenever you start to make changes, especially if they're changes that they thought about that might say, why don't you be yourself? Uh, you're just going to have to ignore that and hold on to this new way of being 
until it, it becomes just your default behavior without you having to think about that this is who I am. Um, and at some point, if they are really your friends and they like you for you, uh, not because they feel like they're better than you in any sort of aspect, uh, they'll eventually fold, right, and stop talking shit about uh, your changes in behavior. Now, some relationships will not last through changes of behavior because either A, you make them feel uh, too uncomfortable with uh, your growth, or B, you know, maybe you're just choosing to be an asshole. It really depends on what beliefs you're adopting, right? But just understand that whenever you're going to learn something new or be a certain way, you're going to have to hear it from the peanut gallery. Um, if it's really something important to you, just hold on to that. Just make sure that any attitude that you take, like we talked about before, is because you believe that this is going to create better outcomes in your life. And it's intrinsically, as in internally motivated, not externally motivated, because, well, you know, I, I think that she likes guys like this. Or I think that they like people like this, so I'm going to try to act that way. Uh, that's You're not going to keep the motivation that you're going to need to make any real long-term change if you're not doing it from an internal perspective, not an external one. Because the worst feeling in the world is to sacrifice something for someone, not because you wanted to do it, but because you thought it would make them happy. Or not to choose to do something because, oh, well, you know, they said so. And then you uh, regret it or resent them for it later. Like if you move somewhere for someone, let's say, and then you guys break up and you move somewhere that you never want to live in the first place. That's on you. That's not on them. Don't do things that you don't want to do. And uh, I'll also agree with him here that masculine and feminine behaviors or men and women or two partners in general, uh, regardless of sex, gender, whatever, should complement each other. In that one particular role, it's not better than another one, but they do different things. So if one person happens to be more nurturing and the other person happens to be more hard charging. Those two people, uh, you know, they can work, they complement each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? If you have two people in a relationship doing the exact same thing, you, one of those people is irrelevant, right? Redundant. You don't need two people doing the exact same shit. You know, you can't have two people trying to lead and both make decisions over the same stuff all the time, right? They get, one, that gets exhausting. Two, you're just going to argue all the time. And this is a direct quote from the book here, just moving on to something else, which is, the feminine imperative pounds into men's collective consciousness over the course of a lifetime that monogamy will cure loneliness. Now, it's statements like these that I found the most interesting that are in this book, and they're sort of littered around, right? Does he mean people's mothers, sisters, etc. do this to them? This is also not something I've experienced, right? Like, my, no one in my life has ever told me that if you don't want to be lonely, you need to get in a relationship regardless of who it's with. I mean, hell, you could be in a relationship and still be lonely, especially if that's with uh, someone you don't really connect with. Just because you're next to someone doesn't mean that person actually knows you. Um, for anyone who's slept around and <laughs> hasn't had any connection to these people, it's not like you feel like you're being seen or that that person knows you just well. You're just sort of, you know, getting your rocks off and moving on after that. Um, but anyway, I don't know if he means this is on TVs and movies. I'm not sure how many women are at the head of programming and film budgets, but a quick Google says that uh, it's not too many. 21% of directors, writers, producers, editors, executive producers are women. And I'm going to reiterate, like I said before, that the shaming about dating around is more a religious holdover of only having sex with one person. 
Um, and maybe it's because I'm not involved in a church that this is not something that I experience uh, daily. But um, I don't know any women like this, but it's only men that I can remember ever being obsess- obsessive about the virginity equals purity thing. You know, I would actually be interested in getting some feedback from someone in a country who um, like religion is not a big thing. I feel like this would have to be somebody from, you know, like Scandinavia or something. What up? Uh, I know there's some Europeans that listen out here. Uh, so if you're from a country that's not real religious as a base, I would like to know if uh, dating around is sort of frowned upon. Do women, quote unquote, try to push monogamy onto men uh, the way that he says that it operates here? Now, as I mentioned, he spends a long time on this plate theory thing, and this is like still all in the plate theory section. And he goes back to say um, that the scarcity principle, a.k.a. people want what other people want and or can get all the time. Um, and I'll agree. This is true. It works in sales. It works in dating. It works in anything. Uh, if something is scarce, the value of it goes up. Uh, however, he talks about ways to artificially create scarcity, like not replying to texts over the weekend, uh, which is silly to me. Uh, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that if you're trying to make like hard and fast rules for guys who are particularly needy in the past that you're trying to have them install a new behavior of not being needy. Uh, the stuff like that is probably fine. I feel that the one more honest and genuine, but two more fun thing is just have enough shit to do that you're not just waiting by the phone for someone to contact you. The When you're dating, the point is to have a fun life that you enjoy and would like to share with someone else, not to make um, someone else's happiness or that person the center of your life. So if you don't have shit to do, you need to go out and find something to do. Uh, trying to date when your life sucks. Like if you don't like your life, what makes you think somebody else wants to be involved in that? Uh, so start doing shit that you enjoy and you'll find that it gets a lot easier to do any of this and to quote unquote be scarce. Um, if you find yourself deploying tactics of scarcity, I feel like you're moving in the wrong direction. And finally, the last little piece on his plate theory before he moves on to a new general topic is that he says dudes shouldn't settle down before their mid to late 30s. It's less of an age thing, in my opinion, and more of an experience and the reason for doing so. So you could be 45 and have not, you know, dated, you know, 40 year old virgin like the movie. And in that case, you still need to experience the world and what your options are so you can figure out what you like and what you don't like so when you do decide to settle down that this relationship works right so that you're not forcing anything now if you as long as you aren't sacrificing yourself or like you know your true values to be in a relationship with someone and you've had enough experience to know what it is that you're actually looking for want and need in a relationship i don't think age matters right should people probably get married at 21? I wouldn't advise it. You're still young. Brain's not done forming until 25. But, you know, if you found somebody and it works and it's been working and, you know, that person allows you to be yourself, then sure, go for it. Uh, you know, are the odds for you? No. Are the odds for anybody? Because I feel like people get in relationships that don't work as far as marriage is concerned. Also, no. So just make sure that, like, whenever you decide to marry or to be monogamous with someone, that it is because you really wanted to, not because, well, she's going to cut off the sex tap if I don't wife her. If you if you feel like the relationship's not there and the only reason you're doing it for is sex, then you just need to move on to someone else, right? 
It's an experience and knowledge thing, not an age thing. And now a brief word from one of our sponsors, Audible. Hey, so we have all heard that knowledge is power. So if knowledge is power, access and the ability to digest that knowledge is a superpower. Uh, however, not all of us have time to sit and read at the end of the day in our busy lives full of hustle and bustle. We are always on the move and in the middle of working long hours, trying to get things done, working on side projects, or frankly, just taking care of yourself and your family, you may not have time to sit down and read. And that's why I love Audible. Audible allows you to take advantage of those transition moments like the gym, like your drive to work, like cooking, to install new knowledge that you did not have before to help take you from where you are now to where you want to be. There are thousands of titles available on Audible, including bestsellers like Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is Away, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, and others. Start your 30-day trial today and your first book is free. Go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to get started. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-L.com slash true, T-R-U-E, mp podcast and now back to the show okay so the next section is a brief dip into the different types of dudes who are still quote unquote plugged in right the the red pill blue pill is a matrix uh reference hence the the name of like the the movement or whatever but that's why i use this plugged in as a description here just in case you haven't seen the movie but in any case basically less masculine guys who are willing to compromise their beliefs Guys who try to friend their way into someone's pants, a.k.a. Orbiter, does not work, right, for the record. Uh, basically, nice guy behavior uh, that we talked about before in the No More Mr. Nice Guy episode. And frankly, uh, have odd ideas about how women are, you know, women, people, and not these super special perfect snowflakes that you put on pedestals and then wonder why they feel so weird around you because you don't treat them like people, you treat them like objects. Now... Um, from here, and that's actually a long, I condensed the shit out of that section. It's a long section about the different types of dudes, right? Into, uh, moves into long distance relationships, uh, which he disagrees with basically that there's no point in a long distance relationship and that a long distance relationship is not a relationship, man. Um, I don't know. I'm sort of conflicted on this because it's sort of about what you want out of your relationships. I'll agree that physical contact is super important for any, you know, intimate relationship. And that's really hard to do. Obviously impossible. Long distance, I guess you could probably do like some visual sex type shit or something. That's still not the same. I'm not sure if you're ever going to be able to build a true connection and figure out if you could live your life with a person, if that person is always really far away. Now, um, that is to say that people haven't made long distance relationships work because they have. Uh, I think it's just much harder. And unless you're looking for something super specific that you can't find locally, um, I'm going to agree that it's not a great idea. Obviously, it's your life. Do what you want. But it's it's hard to really know because you can, uh, you know, see how you and someone else agree over the major things. But when it comes to with living with someone, it's really that small shit that people do that can be annoying or you may have habits that. Um, you know, some things bother you and some things don't, and you're never going to figure those things out from a distance. That's my only concern. 
from here we take a dip into can men and women be friends um this is also interesting to me i believe the answer is yes but it's going to be different than your male on male friendships and your and women you know talking with other women friendships because uh the sexual dynamics are different so men and women don't communicate the same uh to their friends right this is why i can have a conversation with a buddy of mine and not ask any information about his family or we can go out and do some activity and i won't find out new information about what's going on uh in their lives that generally does not happen when women get together they talk about everything under the sun right the communication types are different uh so i don't know you have to be wary of that point two is that a lot of dudes are not actually trying to be a woman's friend but she told them let's just be friends because he tried the nice guy way of getting into her pants and then he still somehow believes that he could sort of orbit around her and friend himself into her pants uh those dudes are obviously annoying to deal with right now that's not to say that men and women can't be friends and jealousy and snooping on somebody's male friendships if they have them is weird at the end of the day all relationships come down to trust and if you feel like you have to look through someone's phone to make sure they're not cheating on you then that relationship is dead right like if you feel the need to invade somebody's phone or their facebook contacts or their snapchat or whatever the fuck like if you can't trust them enough not to do that then you don't need to be in a relationship with them it's creepy dude and there's obviously something either internally going on with you or you feel something happening in the relationship that makes you want to do that once we get to the looking through people's phone shit i feel like we're already too far gone at this point if you can't trust someone not to do that then you just don't need to be in a relationship with them for the record i think this is that same shit where people share facebook accounts that's also fucking weird like unless you're my grandparents you don't need to be sharing facebook accounts he then goes on uh, to say that the sexual revolution resulted in a feminization of society and this is something else i can't get down with either uh, it did result in more freedom for women uh, which we have discussed as a net positive however we haven't had an accompanying male revolution and with less fathers in homes or even if they are, they're inadequate in passing on true masculine values due to reasons we talked about before, either not having learned them themselves, you know, spending a lot of time at work and then not having the energy to invest in active fathering, uh, stuff from Iron John that we talked about before, that dudes end up not getting this information that they need. And this is why we have this problem. It's got nothing to do with the quote unquote feminization of society. You know, after this, he talks about uh, PUA or pickup artistry and some criticisms about people learning routines and lines in uh, attempts to get laid. And given that these don't come from a true place, that uh, these guys will always end up with problems. Now, no one, I don't know anybody, this is not 1990, and no one's reading the game, and they're going out and trying to run, like, mystery script. Nobody's doing that anymore. Um, anybody who talks about dating... Um, that I've seen in a recent space has always been coming from, you know, like how to be a high value male. This is how you do things. Now you will, like any new behavior is going to be a fake it till you become it sort of thing. And that's just literally how the brain or learning or adopting any new behavior is going to feel. It's going to feel weird because it's new. Now, if you literally just go out and memorize some lines and then hope to God that they get you laid at some point, of course you're going to have problems because you're still the same person 
who doesn't stand up for themselves or, you know, set boundaries or any other things that we've talked about that you need to do to have a successful relationship. You're still that same person just because you learned some lines that doesn't do anything. But generally how guys even get to personal development in the first place is going to be how to be better with women. And um, I don't think there's anybody selling DVDs or whatever of say these things and get the girl that just doesn't work. Um, so I will agree with that, but that's not something that I've seen um, anywhere recently. Um, then he moves into marriage and not being appreciated for doing things that you are quote unquote supposed to do, like sacrificing potential to provide stability to a mate. The solution to that is obvious. Do not pick someone who needs you to settle down right now. If you were on an upward trajectory and your life may need to move around a bit. Do not sacrifice high value things that are important to you to be in a relationship with someone. Uh, no one's like saying that you need to right now provide stability to some woman or take care of her. She could take care of herself. Um, people need to stop forcing themselves into relationships that do not work. And you know it does not work because they're going to ask you to give up something that is important to you. I.e., hey, can you stop climbing the ladder because you, it causes you to move around a lot and I don't want to move with you. Instead, settle down, uh, give up on your dream, and have kids with me. If you agree to do that, that's on you, bro. What the fuck are you doing? And uh, that's an angry ending. But we're going to pick up for part three here next week. Uh, I love you guys. Be good to each other. And I'll see you. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.